Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Contact the team now to help make your home more energy efficient. Let's go! That's it. Officially, the international break is over and we're back to the SPFL tomorrow afternoon. We're 21 hours away from the big kickoff. All the games tomorrow, apart from Aberdeen Rangers on Sunday. You know the games tomorrow. Dundee against Hibs, Hearts St. Johnson, Ross County Kilmarnock, St. Mirren Livingston and Celtic against Motherwell. With us tonight... It's the Falkirk captain, Stephen McGinn. And back tonight, the Rangers, the former Rangers and Scotland captain, Barry Ferguson. Barry, welcome back. You've been via Manchester, High Blantyre, Canvas <laughs> Line. There's a bit of traffic problem this afternoon. Great that you've made it for five. Great to see you. Yep, I tried my best and I get in here at two minutes to five. So there you go. Um, I didn't want to get in trouble with James, the producer. So, yep. yep. Um, happy to be here. But down at Manchester during the week, Paul, my son got another injury, unfortunately. So I was went down to spend a bit of time with him um, try and get him over the the disappointment of having another injury straight after one um, so yeah it was good to see him good to be back and looking forward to the games at the weekend we sure are we'll talk more about injuries because Stephen you've been out for months as well hopefully you'll be back soon maybe not tomorrow in the Scottish Cup it's the third round it's the road to Hamden starts for Falkirk no, and it's one of those you, you pencil in. I had this game penciled in as maybe one I could get back for, but maybe a week or two soon. But yeah, just as we say, football's back. Uh, Scottish Cup tonight, Fife Derby. So looking forward to, to watching that later on another big weekend in the Scottish Premier League. We are looking forward to it. How's your weekend going to be football-wise, Barry? I'll oh, tune into all games. Yeah, of course. Oh, um... Celtic Motherwell's huge for Rangers tomorrow to see what happens before the game on Sunday lunchtime. Yeah, but... He... I would be if I was still playing and um, I would fully expect Celtic to pick up the three points and it's so important that Rangers go up to Pataudry, um at 12 o'clock on Sunday and make sure they get the three points um, certainly now with the new manager in place Paul I've got every confidence that their mentality is totally different from it was uh, before Philip Clement came in um, so it's always a tough feisty encounter up at Pataudry, but I'm confident Rangers can come back down the road with the three points. There's been so much made about it, about this game, hasn't there, Stephen? That, uh, you know, Chris Boyd sort of kicked it off with his comments about Aberdeen. I'll tell you what, they'll be up for this game. Do you buy that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you, you know the, import, the importance of it's to the fans, really. I mean, it's a, it's a great buzz and if, and if they manage to get three points, it's against Celtic or Rangers. I mean, um, everyone at Pataudry be so grateful. But I, I can remember... Obviously, there's cup finals and stuff like that. You, you have, um, you want to win it. You're so scared of losing it. But in terms of actually working hard and and that that bite about you to, in your performance, I, I've never had a, I've never had a varying level to that. I always just think you pr- approach the game pretty similar. Huge game as well for Celtic tomorrow. They're eight points clear. Could be eleven up against Motherwell, who have had such a poor run. I know your brother Paul will still be out injured after that cheekbone injury a few weeks ago. Could be quite a game. Yeah, and, he, and when he played earlier in the season, you know, Celtic nicked it with the last kick of the game with Matt O'Reilly. Really in, di- in different forms, Celtic hadn't quite hit top gear and Motherwell were in top gear. They were playing as well as they've played under Stuart Kettlewell. 
But now they're coming into it, Motherwell, really low in confidence on a bad run. And I, I feel like Celtic are off the back of their best performance of the season. Um, so like Barry, I expect Celtic to, to play uh, to play well and, and to win the game. Where do you want to start, shall we hear from Philippe Clement? There's been nothing out of Ibrox over the past two weeks. It's just been quiet. So what's been happening behind the scenes? And first of all, what's the squad update? I'm going to touch wood. But um, I will talk now about who's out. It's a shorter list. Then he's back, so I hope to keep it that way. Nico Raskin is still out. Ryan Jack is doubtful. He's not out yet, but he's doubtful. Kemar Roof is starting to train parts of the week with the, with the team. He did some uh, full sessions. He had other days that he, he worked uh, separately with the group. And all the rest uh, trained normal. Barry Raskin out and Jack possibly out. Yeah, I expected Raskin a, a, to be out for this game. Ryan Jack. That that concerns me because um, I think we spoke about it previously. I think um, Ryan Jack and John Lundstrom have struck up a real strong partnership in the middle of the pitch. Um, I was at the last game against Livingston. Um, good 2-0 victory and I thought they two in the middle of the park were, were excellent, Paul. So I'm sure Philip Clement will be hoping that Ryan Jack passes fit to um, participate in this game because he's, he's a big player, Ryan Jack. I've always said that. As long as Rangers can keep him fit, He's so important because he anchors in the middle of that pitch. He's got good experience. Um, so I'm sure, um, not just the manager, but the Rangers fans will be hoping that Ryan Jack's available. He's so calm. He is a calming influence, isn't he, Stephen? We saw him for Scotland, not for too long the other night, but he's a, he's a special player. There has been an issue over the years over consistency in terms of appearances. Yeah, it's the one thing, as Barry said, just keeping him fat. The frustration for Philippe Clement or probably not having him in the building for the, for the last couple of weeks, been away with Scotland and maybe coming back with a, with an injury. It's probably an area of the park where they're quite light at the minute. You're thinking um, Sifuentes hasn't really got his Rangers career going. Um, Raskin, obviously, out missing. So um, in terms of the type of game, it's going to be two physical sides going at it, um, toe-to-toe. You would think um, Ryan Jack would have a big part to play, so it would be a bit of a blow if he was to miss a game. Barry enjoyed your column this morning in the record Kid Ross has my can-do attitude I know that you don't write the headline that's why I want him to stay and play 100 games for Jers so you're comparing him with Neil McCann and we know in this programme how much you thought of Neil McCann yeah listen I say that in my column Neil McCann I knew he was a good player when, when Rangers signed him but until you actually train with a guy day in day out um, not just about his pace and um, beating defenders and getting to the byline and putting crosses in it was his work ethic his work rate was exceptional and I've seen signs of that in a short period of time that McCausland's um, played for Rangers he said a few cameos where he's impressed but I watched the game I was at the game against Livingston and for his full debut I thought he was excellent Paul not just going forward I thought defensively he'd done the dirty side of, dirty side of the game very very well helped out Tavernier when he had to um, look he's got a long way to go to be as good as Neil McCann but he's certainly got all the attributes and I've been very very impressed and he's got into the final six months of his contract and I'm I'm sure the manager will be desperate to get him tied down as will the, the Rangers fans because the reception he got when he got brought off with 20 minutes to go um, showed their appreciation of, of how well he done because if he didn't re-sign. Well, let's hear from the manager first, then we'll come back to you and Stephen on this. That we are talking with him about that. I have a good feeling around that, but the same thing. It needs to be on paper first. I've been very clear about Ross. I could have 
treating the situation in a different way and first let him sign a contract before to let him play or to start. I didn't do that because I know uh, how important uh, Glasgow Rangers is for us. And uh, after this game against Livingston and the good performance, he get also the international call. So that's also because he started the game. So I think we're on the, on the, on the right way and um, I have totally trusted it's going to be a positive start. And you think he is, it sounds as though he will sign this week? Yeah, look, he's, he's still early in his career, Paul. He's not yeah. played a lot of first-team football and I think it would be best for young McCausland to, to put pen to paper um, and continue his development at Rangers. Look, at some stage if you progress and you do really well, Listen, there's big clubs that are going to come in um, and I've no doubt he's, he's certainly got the potential to do that. So I, I think um, the best thing for um, McCausland's career is to sign on, get his head down, work really hard and I think he can become a real important player for Rangers. Stephen, if you were his agent, would you look for a few more, Bob, now that he's a, an international player or do you think the deal's done? Yeah, well, you're obviously in a better position to, to negotiate. You obviously throw in a few clubs that are rumoured to be looking at them to, to help with the negotiations, but just pleased. I mean, how 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 long have we spoke about Rangers' problem with the right winger? Not had one. It's always just been Ryan Kent and Fashion Sakala played there at times last year, but the way he is, he's, he's more, he was more of a right forward. I was a fan of Fashion Sakala, but he wasn't really one that, I mean, um, get the ball and get at defenders all the time the way McCausland does, so... The good thing is that Rangers have been short in a position. They've looked to the academy and Ross McCausland stepped up um, and he's hopefully earned himself a new deal. No chance Ryan Kent coming back then. And would you want him back? I don't know if we spoke. I, didn't, I don't think it came but up I, on Monday. I, I like Ryan Kent. Yeah. There's, there's no yeah. doubt about it. I, th I thought Rangers could have got more out of him. Mm -hmm. But when he wasn't playing to the best of his ability, one thing about him, Paul, was he still worked really hard and, and that's something that impressed me. Do I think they'll go back? Probably not. Because um, there's an emergency a young McCausland. Um, so we just need to wait and see. I, I don't know the situation where Ryan Kent. I know it's not worked out well in Fernabachi. Um, so we just need to wait and see how that turns out. But the most important thing for Rangers is they get the young man signed up a long term deal. I've, I've never been a big believer in you can't go back. I've always thought that. I mean, St Mirren for me, when I went back, it was a good fit for me. When Barry went back, it was a good fit for him. I just, I, d I didn't love the way Ryan Kent left Rangers. Yeah. Just, in he, what way? Even that, that last game, I think the home game, when, when he was in his own uh, clothes, and I think a couple of games at Hamden, you're thinking, right, go on then. Yeah. Come on, Rangers need you here. And the game's just drifted away from him. So I just think the way it ended, I think Rangers, I mean, there's so many left-wingers out there. Yeah. I think Ryan Kent was a good Rangers player, but they move yeah. on. Barry, the clobber was a bit different, wasn't it? <laughs> when he came out. Yeah, after I was the last surprised. Game. <laughs> Normally you have your, your yeah. tin flute on or your tracks. Um, so and your, bro your brogues as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe not on the final day. No, no the brogues. Yeah, no, the brogues exactly. But a nice pair yeah. of brown shoes. Um, looks good with a navy suit. But yeah, I, I was when, when you see him walking about the par uh, park. Um, Stephen makes a good point. Normally you would see them with either a suit yeah. or a track suit I, I just, I just felt that his ending to the Rangers career felt like the way the season drafted for them and yeah. the, a lot was spoken about right okay the league's gone Celtic hardly made a mistake at um, the time Michael Beale was there but the cup, the two cups were really important and they just drafted away at Hamden both games and 
that's the way his Rangers career kind of came to an end. He's kind of dressed for Ibiza or something rather than Ibrox, wasn't it? Probably wasn't for there. Right, let's get to the crux of it. 12 o'clock, Sunday, <laughs> Aberdeen Rangers. Um, the manager's been asked, what about this notion, uh, suggestion that Aberdeen are more motivated when they play Rangers than Celtic? I, I, cannot, I cannot look back uh, last months or last years how games were, but I don't believe in those things, to be honest. Uh, I cannot believe that players are more motivated um, for one game than for another game. For sure not where I'm a manager, because then it, the story will be very short for these players if they're not motivated for every game. So I'm focused on my players, what they have to do, and the rest is not, it's not important, it's irrelevant. We need to do our own things, we need to focus on ourselves, and I want players who are there every game. So I expect in other teams it's, it's the same. He's not messing about, Barry, is he? He's making it clear. No, and I think his answer's um, perfect on it. Um, he believes that's not the case, but his main focus is to make sure that his Rangers players are, are, are ready for the the game at Petodre. Because, as I said, I played in plenty of them, Paul, and it's a place I always enjoyed. Listen, you get a fair bit of pelters, no doubt about it, but that's something that I enjoyed about going up there. Um and look, Aberdeen suffered a horrendous defeat. Celtic absolutely blew them away. Um, and they need to go and, and show that they're capable of playing with Aberdeen. So Rangers will, will expect a, a tough, tough game. Um, but the way that Rangers are motoring just now, if this was five or six weeks ago, I would be worried. Um, but with the new manager and the difference that he's made in the short period of time, I'm pretty confident Rangers can go up there and do the job. Um, that it was not their best day. So I think it's, a, it's not an advantage for us because you know after a game like that you always have a team who, who wants to react and players who want to react to show that they're better and they are better also. They've showed this uh, last couple of months. Stephen, that's him referring to the 6-0. How did that affect you if you had a heavy defeat like that? Do you come back better or could it destroy your confidence? Well, I, I was part of a St Mirren team that lost 7-0 to Celtic Park and a week later we beat them 1-0 in the Scottish Cup at... <laughs> yeah. Uh, New St Mirren Stadium so I mean see if you're on the back of defeat after defeat after defeat and then you, you lose 6-0 I mean the confidence at an all-time low but look, Aberdeen have had some big big performances um, I think the Frankfurt one I think Ibrox one gives, gave them a lot of confidence and I think there'll be a lot spoken about right okay let's get back to basics I think the, the nature of the way Rangers Rangers blew Aberdeen away seeing, seeing the game Aberdeen see if the first 20 20 minutes at Ibrox Rangers blew Aberdeen away and they just couldn't get the ball over the line but once they get through that wee spell and Rangers started to be a bit predictable just crossing the ball Aberdeen a very physical side a big side they invite crosses into the box Rangers so if Rangers are going to play at that tempo and maybe just deliver from deep then they'll defend it all day they'll maybe grow into the game the way they did that day but if Rangers can play at that tempo they did at Ibrox um, for a longer spell than expecting to win the game Did you get stick a lot at Petardre any more than anywhere else? Um, <laughs> no, it's, I mean we. I mean it's one of those places when you played um, with St Mirren anyway. It's a big ask for the fans. Yeah. So you didn't have much, and um, never had a brilliant record up there. I've never, I didn't never enjoyed playing up there. Um, yeah, it was never never a ground I loved playing at. I think it was quite an older fashioned stadium, and quite often get beat. So didn't love it. <laughs> Makes a difference. It's, it's not the only place I get <laughs> dogs abuse. <No. laughs> um, where else? Nah. The, Every single but, ground I've nah, been. Yeah. <laughs> but listen, yeah. I, I didn't mind that. Right. That motivated me. It's, it's part of football. It was a compliment. It, yeah, see if it doesn't yeah. go overboard, then I have no issue with it at all. Um, 
And it just makes you even more determined. Can I say this? Quite a few people come up to you and go, I really didn't like you when you were a player, but... Get it old. <laughs> but they say, I hear you and go, or they meet you, and you're brilliant. But it's funny, isn't it? But that's a compliment, because they didn't want to play against you. Yeah, I'm want sure to see Steve, you. Yeah. plays in the exact, the exact yeah. same position that I played in, and you're a total yeah. different guy off the part to on the part. I cross that white line. There's only one thing in my mind, and that's to win. And whatever way it takes, whether it's biting, scratching, kicking, whatever, <laughs> I, I want to win a game of football. And as I said, um, people are surprised at times. People will be surprised at Stephen. Um, I never liked Stephen until I, I got to home. <laughs> and you still but like that, him. Yeah. You, but you, that's the case everywhere. You wouldn't. Nobody would respect you for the nice guy in the pitch. Mm, sure. you, you have to. You have yeah. to have that wee edge, and you have to be um, someone that the fans don't like playing against. Leon Balligan's been speaking to the media today and he was asked, what about the Aberdeen game and this, um, well, the notion that uh, they're really always up for the game with Rangers more than anything else? I think every team is trying hard against us always. So that is, with all due respect, nothing new really. Um, we all know that there's, especially from Aberdeen's side, yeah, there's a great value to that game because of the rivalry. Um... And you always know that up there it's not going to be pretty. They're going to make it hard for you. I remember the last time I, no, the first time I played there actually, <laughs> I ended up being slammed against a goalpost. And yeah, just, it was my first game in Scotland actually. So I was like, okay, that was a proper welcome. Um, but no, it's always, it's always games where everybody's fighting with their hardest bandage. And, but we're up for that. It's going to be physical. Um, but for us, it's about focusing on our game. And how we are trying to, first of all, trying to deal with that, accept it, and then still try to play our football. Speaks well, doesn't he, Leon Balligan? Born yeah. in Germany. And... I, I like him. Um, I like the way he comes across. I like him as a player, Paul. Yeah. I, I said um, when Rangers let him go and it was down to QPR um, and a free transfer, I was surprised. I'm not saying Leon Balligan's going to play every single game, but he's a brilliant backup. And since he's come back into the team, I've been so impressed with him. Um, no nonsense defender. Big, strong, powerful, and he's pretty decent on the ball. Sure is. It was a yeah. bit. Of, it was a mess that wasn't it mm -hmm. in terms of he did everything he possibly could to try and stay on it. I mean, I'm sure he was in the stands for some of the games. And when you think of Rangers at that horrendous Champions League group stage. Mm -hmm. If it was at James Sands and it was the other one at centre half, and you end up conceding um, 24, 25 goals, and you're thinking you've just you've got a recognised centre half that was desperate to stay on at the club and play. And it was Leon King. Leon King and James Sands. Yeah, thinking, yeah. how, have you, how have you turned your back on that? That's Sunday's huge game, Aberdeen against Rangers. Tomorrow, three o'clock, the kickoff, Celtic against Motherwell. Brendan Rogers was speaking the other day and he gave us the update injury wise for Celtic. Well, we're still waiting. Yeah, we're still waiting on some to come back to lose Palma and Ali Johnson won't be back until Friday. So, uh, But they, they've the other guys have come back well, obviously. Uh, the, the guys have played domestically and, and for for Scotland fine and and the others yeah fine so um, so yeah so not nothing injury wise at this moment in time to report. They were obviously back today. No word yet. Kyogo should be back. Stephen, you would imagine tomorrow. Yeah, unless there's any lingering yeah. uh, injury from it, you think you'll have passed the concussion test and be available to play. I think um, with most managers, you're looking at this this break and you're thinking your beauty four months into the next break but with the, the Asian Cup looming I'm sure Brendan Rodgers' mind will be thinking, uh, thinking towards January and, and who he could be missing Matt O'Reilly everyone's talking about him he got his cap the other night Barry and that's significant isn't it no doubt at some point he'll move but in the meantime he's, is he the best player at the moment 
four well, months. Well, he's had a, a great start to the season. There's no doubt about that. He's, he's been probably Celtic's best player um, since the start of the season, Paul. He's, he's obviously come on. He's enjoying playing under Brendan Rodgers. And I think getting that first um, full cap for Denmark um, was richly deserved. It sure was. He's been speaking about that and also, well, games in general, the way he's playing this season. Yeah, they, were, they were good in that game um, when we played them last. Um, I was impressed by them. They tried to had to play quite a bit as well, which is you know credit to them. It'd be a crime not to play football on their pitch though, because their pitch is very nice. So, um, but yeah, I thought they were good. And it's going to be a tough game. Every game's tough, you know. It poses a different challenge each week in in Scotland. Some teams want to go. And Man for man, other teams want to play five and, you know, sharp shots. So there's always a different challenge and, you know, I respect like all the different ways of playing, you know. And he spoke interestingly about something which everyone is concerned about these days, talk about more well-being at work. Meditate a lot, uh, speak with my, I don't even know how to describe my friend slash life coach who lives in India regularly, work a lot with him just in terms of speaking about things which were maybe, you know, kept inside me for a long time. I might not have had the, not necessarily the courage to speak about, but just the just the knowledge to understand how to like speak about it with somebody. So that's helped me loads. Um, that's allowed me to be probably more well well-rounded person as well. I'd say so. I feel more more confident and open to speak to you know people in general as a result of that. So just all of that as a collective has kind of just helped me stay consistently in a good frame of mind. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Reduce your energy bills with the latest renewable energy products. Let's go! It's the Go Radio Football Show. The Cinch Premiership is back and it's the Scottish Cup tomorrow as well. Inverness got to the final, of course, against Celtic. And uh, it's Celtic who won it. Stephen, you're... No, just saying it starts tonight. Couple of games tonight. Exactly. Well done. Tonight's game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dunfermline versus Rafe Rovers and I'm sure Clyde play Peter Grant told me Clyde play tonight as well Peter uh, will be there someone. Yeah. well Gene, done Gene Pe- Fuel Swifts well, thank you for that we'll go through it very shortly we're looking forward to tomorrow and to Sunday as well Regan is on the line a big Celtic and Scotland fan hi Regan oh it's good to be on thanks for having me on again good to hear you what, what are you thinking tonight I'm just looking forward to the Celtic match tomorrow Paul I think it's a real uh, chance for Celtic to go 11 points clear because I think I think the Rangers of the Dean games get the makings to be a really good game on Sunday. And I think if Celtic can uh, put that pressure on, it's the first time in a while Celtic have played before before Rangers. So I think if they can put the pressure on and they can go 11 points clear, that would, um, for me, put a big dent in Rangers' title challenge. You'll be hoping that Kyogo is fine after the head knock from a couple of weeks ago? Aye, Paul, it was really bad. I was watching it on the uh, TV because it was pouring down the rain um, and I thought straight away it was going to be a sending off but yeah I think, we, I think when you see it back uh, I think the Aberdeen centre back is going to a fair mm. speed so I think it's no his fault that he was going at that speed so I think it was the right call it was just a yellow card Up against Motherwell tomorrow this is your manager's take on the well Yeah I just think it's the it's, it's the league there's a number of teams in that sort of position I think we had a uh, we had a really good game against them, and, and Stewart's a, an excellent young coach who's who's developing the style there. Um, and like I said, I thought the uh, I thought the when I seen them play, they were very well coached, and they worked very hard. So um, so for us, we we will give them that respect. We come back after an international break. We have to very quickly get the team synchronised again, and uh, and start off where we left off uh, in our last home game. So um, but we'll prepare for a, a tough game, but. 
are focused very much on working how we want to. Stephen, what are you thinking of for this game tomorrow, Motherwell? Is that nine games without a win? Yeah, as I said, getting into that that game against Celtic, they were um, flying high, full of confidence. I think they just off the back of a really good performance at, at Ibrox was unlucky not to get anything from the game. I just think it's the way Brendan Rodgers just said it. There's, there's hardly anything between the teams, and once you get into that bad run, you lose a bit of confidence. Lost a couple of players, brother Paul um, out for another few weeks. Lennon Miller, huge player for them, out for a couple of months. So um, once you get a few injuries and the confidence is low, and you look at the fixture list and you're waiting two weeks to get Celtic at Celtic Park um, after nine games without a win, it's tough. So they're looking to kind of regroup over the last two weeks, go out. Um, Obviously, you never know in a game of football, but just try and get a bit of confidence back, but um, a bit more solid in their performances, and then get the Celtic game out of the way, and then and then look to get back to winning ways. Regan, what would be your team for tomorrow afternoon? You don't have to give us the whole team, but are there any surprises? Do you think we all know there's no Hatati? He's been out for a month or so. No, but I think David Turnbull plays tomorrow, Paul. Ah. I think he's shown in the last couple of games. He played really well in the St. Mirren game. He got the winner there. He scored that. Um, he, he also scored a great goal against Aberdeen. So I think he's somebody when Motherwell playing a low block, he's somebody that can shoot from 30 yards and really open that space. He's somebody that we're looking at tomorrow. Yeah, um, I'll throw that to Barry then, come back to you. Do you expect Turnbull to start against his old club? Yeah, I was just about to say that. It's his former club, yeah. but I think he's in decent form. One thing you're going to get for Turnbull is you're going to get attempts on goal. He's a threat from midfield um, and yeah I think he's got a, a real good chance um, playing in there beside um, O'Reilly and, and, and McGregor um, but I think it's going to be a tough one for Mundo there's, there's only one way they can go to Celtic Park tomorrow and that's sit behind the ball try and frustrate as long as possible but I think Celtic have had too much well have sorry too much quality Paul and I can see this being a high scoring one it worked for St Johnson but that seems a long time ago doesn't it when it was yeah, uh, and, and, and when yeah. you go like the clubs like Motherwell and St Johnson etc when they go to places like Celtic Park and Ibrox they've got to carry a wee bit of luck as well um, but I, I just can't see anything in a, a Celtic victory Celtic they're in a rhythm now they're, as I said I spoke the other night guys like Palma and Yank takes a bit of getting used to that constant attack v defence getting it and I think in Lewis Palma they've got someone that can score from all scenarios um, I think he's a major threat and I think there's a different version of Yang from from the, the one that played at Fur Park. He looked like he, he had a lot of potential, but he was getting re- near the box, maybe taking too many touches, overrunning it, getting caught on it at times. He looks as if he's been coached um, the way Brendan Rodgers wants him to play, and he looks sharper. Um, so I think it's a totally different proposition from Motherwell granted tomorrow. Regan, you were going to say something else? I was just going to touch on Motherwell, to be honest, because um, I know Stuart will be under a bit of pressure, but I think this is a game that he can write off because for me, I think we're too quick to judge managers in Scotland. I think Stephen will know as well that Shockett was done, he did a very good job when he first came in there. And, and I just don't want it to, I, I don't want the, the agenda to be, if not, if not, if Mother will get beat 5 0 tomorrow, that Shockett will should go because I think Shockett was a very good manager. And I think we're, I think we're uh, becoming a nation that's sacking managers too quickly. I, I agree, Regan, with that. I actually don't think Stuart Kettlewell's under pressure. I think he, I think he probably feels under pressure because he's got high standards and the way he took the job. Obviously, Motherwell were in a world of trouble and they've been really successful. He really turned it round, and I think that they'd set such a high bar in the start of the season. We're playing so well. 
when you drift below and you go nine games without a win I've got to be honest me personally from watching Motherwell closely I, I couldn't see it coming I, I didn't think they would ever go on that too, I think they had too, too much quality they were organised too well but I go back to what Brendan Rodgers said I've played in it and I've played for these teams in, in the league there's so little between the teams all of a sudden you go on a bad run all of a sudden you start to think well when we played like that last year Kevin Van Veen popped up for us yeah Who's yeah. going to pop up for us this time? So, um, but it only takes one big performance, one win. Might I mean, never know. You never know. It might start tomorrow. But as you say, they aren't judged and gamed Hopefully at Celtic no. Park. Um, after they get this one out of the way, the big performance, the big win might come um, hopefully sooner rather than later. Barry, the manager. Yeah, I hope he... Listen, I think it's going to be a tough game for them tomorrow. I don't think they'll get anything from, from Celtic Park. And I, I, I wouldn't like to think that that would cause him cause him he, he loses his job um, I do I like him I think he's a good young manager they're just going through a tough time a tough period they're missing some important players as well but if you look at the league he's only four points off top six I'm sure they'll get back to, to winning ways because at the start of the season I've got to be honest with you I was so impressed by them yeah. I was even last season and I've seen him uh, I've seen that he'd done an interview I think there's only since he took the job over at Muddle there's only three managers that have been in a job longer. It's incredible, isn't it? It is, and that, that tells you yeah. the culture that's up here at this moment in time. When when managers go on a, a losing run, they tend to lose their job. Where I would like to think the board will stick by somebody and give them that opportunity. And I certainly think Stuart Kettlewell good enough to be a success at Muddle. And I see the manager was saying today he'd love to get Kevin Van Veen back. We know that he's unsettled. His girlfriend's here, about to have a baby, yep. and he'd love to come back. It's probably I mean, going to be too take the goals rich. out of the team. Yeah. I mean, mm. he was he was a massive, massive player for them last year. He was. Um, and they lose that type of quality. It's going to hurt any team. There's no doubt about it. Back at Celtic, though, Reagan. Matt O'Reilly, everyone's talking about him, and you may have heard him just before the break when he was talking about their mental, yeah, uh, you know, well-being. And I just want to ask, first of all, Barry and Stephen, about that. Have you gone to a kind of anyone to help you with kind of meditation? Yeah, yeah I, well, I've I've not get the um, meditation is a total different thing. I don't think it's my my sort of thing, but I, I get why people do it. Listen, it was coming in just when I was coming to the end of my career. Quite a lot of people were going and and trying different things look if it helps a player go and do it um, no doubt about it it's, it's a lot different than it was when I I started did you try it? meditation? Uh-huh. no no, no okay. I, it's, yeah. it's no for yeah. me um, I've not got the patience I'll right. be honest with you I've tried it a couple of times because sometimes you don't yeah. sleep at night and I, yeah. I put things in and oh, it's out my ears after five minutes um, but listen I'm all for it see if it helps a player go and try it yeah. Stephen yeah, I have. And we were speaking just off air. Um, football's came a long way in terms of just your health. I think used to it used to take a night out. It used to be ten pints and five shots before you found out that someone was going through a tough time at home. Right. Whereas yeah. I, I do feel younger generation aren't as scared to say I'm having a bit of a tough time, and I think it's a huge positive. Me personally, I've I've only I've only as I think as a team, I, th- I can't remember one of the Watford managers brought in. Um, psychiatrist for a, for a short spell but I didn't um, use him actually when I was uh, first made captain at St Mern, um Tony Fitzpatrick good friend of his was a psychiatrist health coach um, and Jack Ross had just said look because I'd taken over from Andy Webb so I'd never been a captain before he just says look he's always there if you want to chat and 
because of the situation we were in, we were 10 points rooted at the bottom of the championship, I just thought I'd go and try it. And it was actually, I mean, a lot of the time it was it was a bit, I would go in the dressing room and I would just tell, there's no way we aren't staying up, pretty much. Go in yeah. there and say, I don't know if we can do this. And you're giving it off that, Good. The, 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 the big vibes of we're going to do this. I remember going to Easter Road, we're playing against Hibs and we had to get at least a point to stay up. And we're just saying we're going to beat them. We're just we're that good. You're telling all these young players, we Louis Morgan, uh, Kyle McGuinness, yeah. there's no way we can lose. But we went in to see him that week, and I said, I don't know if we can do this. I thought we've came this way. I don't, I don't know if we can. And it's just, it was just nice to get that off your che- uh, chest, and then you go out, get the result. But what was the score? One each. One each. You got, you got the point. <laughs> see, Bonnie's yeah. the great thing for me is that if people are struggling, they're more open to talk, and I think that's important. I think back to 20 years ago. Um, and when you think back in dress rooms where people were going through tough times as players individually you could see they were suffering a wee bit but back then they didn't want to speak but now you're seeing more and more players being open and honest and I think that's a, a good thing um, my wife's actually a therapist I know. and people say the reason why is because she's married to me <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I know I know I, I got in before you did Regan <laughs> Uh, Regan, it's funny, isn't it? You can be there at the games, and you know, and you can praise your your heroes, or you can give them stick, but you forget that they're human as well. You know, you think, why can he not do it this week the way he normally does? I um, see as much as uh, being happy on the football pitch. I'm sure Stephen and will tell you see the happy at home as well. Now, I'm sure that'll help you as well. So, no, I think it's very important that he uh, supports people. Yeah, yeah, well said, Regan. I just, I mean, I've heard with ex-teammates when you think you've heard they went through a terrible time, maybe someone in the family died or yeah. going through a terrible divorce. You actually, I mean, this was years ago, but you heard, oh, he was, he was having a real tough time at mm-hmm. it. No wonder he was rubbish. No yeah. wonder he was a bit, a bit strange in the dressing room. So, as I said, it's something, um, a few players in the Falkirk team, I, I'm lucky they've, mm-hmm. they've shared a few things and asked for advice. And I do think they've came a long way in terms of people opening up. Yeah, but every individual's different. But I'm all for it if somebody is th- if somebody does think they need the help, go and speak to them. Go and do it. You know what I mean? That that's the way it is uh, in modern day society and I'm all for it. If it helps you yep. and you come through tough times, good on you. And ten pints and five shots not to be recommended. <laughs> the, young, the, the younger players now don't drink as much. And that is a good thing. Listen, we can enjoy a good night out, but let's not chase the numbers game. Reagan, back to tomorrow. What's your prediction? I'll go Celtic 4 Motherwell 0 um, I just think Celtic will be too strong I think one of the the bad things for Celtic was against St Johnson when they dropped points yeah. earlier in the season was they, they um, didn't score early but I think if Celtic can get an early goal I think it could be I think it could be any score and you, you're at the game you'll be there um, what are you thinking with the Green Brigade I'm not trying to pull you into something about it but a United club helps it's not United at the moment I'm not quite sure what we can say just now, Regan, but have you have you a view on it? Well, I'm more interested in the football. Good. Um, yeah, but that's good. I think the the the, the Green Brigade, um, they bring atmosphere, they bring whatever, but they also bring um Yeah. Issues. They, yeah. they also bring negative things as well, mm-hmm. which is not good on the club. So sure. that's all of that. that's all that's all that, that, that I would say on it because I'm more interested. And Celtic doing well um, to, to, uh, to be top of the league. Thanks so much. Laurie put it well last night. He said sometimes it's funereal without 
the Green Brigade there. He was on the programme. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage and heat pumps. Let's go. We're all here together. Paul Cooney, Steve McGinn and Barry Ferguson on the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Thanks to everyone who's been tuning in and uh, everywhere we go. Stephen, more and more people. If you're training as well at um, with St Mirren, the under-16s, some of them tuning in as well. And your teammates at Falkirk, because you can get as loud and clear there. Yeah, quite often um, the debate comes up about yeah. why did you say that? You're wrong. So Good. Uh, but Good. they're listening. Good stuff. Yeah, listen, I, I get it quite often, Paul. Um, and quite often they say to me, I thought you'd retired 15, 20 years ago. <laughs> but to you, the voice of <laughs> radio. The voice of radio, there you go. So it's still here. Um, 0808 17700. Just, <laughs> just about, you're right. I can't wait. The weekend, I mean, yeah, we good. all love our Scotland. We're delighted we're in the Euros next summer. But uh, in fact, there might be a bit of German coming up from Leon Balligan in an interview which we'll play you shortly. Lessons, Lewis Ferguson leading the way with his Italian. And Barry, you can hardly pick up a paper now or go online. They're talking about him maybe going to Juventus, he's wanted. Mm. Is it going to happen, do you think? Well, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of interest in him because of the, the season he's had, Paul. Um, and got, got the captaincy about four or five weeks ago. Um, so that shows you what Bologna think of him. He's matured into a fine football player. There's no doubt that since he's been over to Italy, he's improved um, and making that step, which is difficult. There was a few players that have made it before him and done really well, so I think he's seen that as an opportunity. And he's reaping the rewards. He's doing really well. He's getting mentioned with some massive clubs. And don't be surprised come January, if it's not going to happen in January, come the summer, that he could be on the move. They're saying 17 to £20 million and Aberdeen would get 15% of that so that could be yeah, keep me his good books exactly yeah. yeah he'll be the second richest of the Fergusons <laughs> <laughs> and his dad must be really proud what's Derek yeah, the whole family yeah. proud sure. there's no doubt about it um, you just want them whatever they do whether yeah. it's a football uh, to be a footballer Paul or, or do whatever yeah. they want to do you want to support them um, but seeing them going over Seen him come through as a young boy, obviously getting the disappointment, he, he getting let go by Rangers as a, a young kid. Going to Hamilton, mm-hmm. um, making the breakthrough there, getting a move to Aberdeen, where I think Derek McInnes done a fantastic job and improved him. Done really well at Aberdeen and obviously got the, the move across to uh, Bologna. So it's, it's brilliant to see the path that he's took and hopefully he can keep um, improving and, and get that move to the one of the top teams. And Stephen, I see Ramadani could be on the way to Inter Milan from Lecce. So that would be 10% of that fee, whatever it is. He did well at Pataudry. Yeah, he was a good signing. Uh, even better if he, can, if he can get a sell on. Just just on Lewis, I always yeah. think um, Lewis had a, a, not a target in the back, sounds a bit dramatic, but when you when you see it's um, Ferguson, he's Barry's nephew, he's Derek's son. And I played against him, you're thinking, right, I wonder, wonder what he's got. Is, is, he, is he just a nice footballer? Is he, is he tough? And I remember thinking, he's, boy's got, he's got a lot, he can take a tackle, he can give out a tackle, he can play big passes, he can play short passes, he can score goals. He, he, he just developed into the, the, the full package. And as I said, it was, it's not, you can't just go under the radar when you've got the second name that he's got. And he had to stand up for that from a very early age. Obviously, Derek McKinnis signed him. Um, and, and, and I've played for Derek McInnes and Derek McInnes doesn't like you centre midfielders being too ill-disciplined he doesn't like them running all over the park he, 
he loves them just being in that hole in the middle and he had to had to learn to be very disciplined at quite a young age and also on the national team the fact that Juventus are looking at someone that's um, really pushing it again yeah. your, your starting team it's just we've, we've came a long way as a nation as well and of course you've got McGinn on your back and it's your wee brothers Paul and then I thankfully I never followed John <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been toast by 90 <laughs> See if we get John on the programme and Paul, you realise I'll be calling John Stephen all the way. Yeah, Do you realise that? It'd be good to get the three of them on, wouldn't it? Well, at least two of them would be good. Yeah. Paul. And listen, the three of them have been really successful in football. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's um the old man must be oh say the old man, but the full family yeah. must be proud of that. Absolutely. Uh, he he's uh, he enjoys the perks. He's away down to London this weekend for I don't tell him Aston Villa. He's living the dream. Yeah, well, it, it worked, yeah. it's worked out perfectly. I mean, it's the the, the John says it's the best stadium down there at yeah. the minute, and obviously I'm out injured, Paul's out injured, sure. so he can go for the full weekend. So there's no guilt. I mean, Dad, do you want to come to Falkirk? He's <laughs> not getting an in- invitation. Yeah, surely you get an invitation. Oh, I need to. We've got uh, yeah. we play Falkirk tomorrow, and then we've got the game on Tuesday night. So we're in on Sunday. Or I'd have made my debut at Tottenham Stadium. Of course, Super some Sunday. Play. Yeah, yeah some place. Oh yeah, we, yeah, we it's must. one place yeah. I've said to my two boys where we, we need to go and and pay a visit and watch a game take you there for your 50th or something that's, aye, a, aye, that's, aye. A, that's a long long way away right uh, Philip Clement we all know it's going to be a really busy spell for Rangers he was talking about it this afternoon the important thing is we go now in the uh, next series of games of uh, 12 games in 37 days we're going to need uh, a fit squad we're going to need a large number of players to make a good rotation to have every second that they're on the pitch that they can go 100% that they can go maximum because that's the kind of football we want to see with a high tempo. So it's going to be really important to keep everybody fit. And I told them this morning also, when I looked in this auditorium and they were in, in the places you are sitting now, almost all of them played already in these seven games and these four weeks. So it's, it's even five games more in the next series. And they all need to show that, uh, that they're ready for that. Barry, he's made it clear. Yeah, but just there at the start where he says 12 games in 37 days, that's a game every three days. as a, a big ask, but when you play at big clubs, you need to come up against these situations and that's why you've got a big squad and I think there'll be a fair bit of rotation in the, in the 12 games. And in the 12 games, Paul, I mean, every game's big, but there's some massive ones. Some massive, massive games. And it's a big 37 days for... Rangers December mm-hmm. could be defining for Rangers yep. and it will be I mean, it? The, the, yeah. this game at the weekend's yeah. so important because yeah. obviously Celtic I believe will go 11 points clear tomorrow Rangers need to get that back down um, to 8 and then you go on Thursday night if they beat Aris Limassol that means they progress into Europe after Christmas and then you get into December where there's um, obviously there's a few toughies you get the cup final and then you've got the old firm game. So, as a player, I mean, these 12 games, I'd be looking at them and I'd be excited about every single one. Graham Dorans last night said that Rangers, you know, have to win it on Sunday. If they lose it, he didn't say the league would be over, but it would be a huge ask. That's a big ask. Yeah. They, 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 they know they need to go up there and, and produce the three points. Stephen? Yeah, they'll be. I, I mean, we all we're all pretty certain that Celtic are going to beat Motherwell tomorrow. The Rangers players and staff will be travelling up on the bus. The league table flash up in Sky Sports News, and it'll look like they're miles away from Celtic. So they can't. I mean, that's a must win. It's, and it's a, it's a lot. that's the players' own doing. They've put themselves in this position where they're going to 
these months um, where they can't afford a mistake. They've got to get to Celtic Park and the absolute maximum they can be um, behind Celtic is um, five points, um, eight if, if they've still not played the game in hand. But it can't get to, to any, it can't get worse. Um, and they've only got themselves to blame. Lost a f- couple of games, sure. bad performances, but they're now in, in a situation where they can't slip up for any of these games. Here's Leon Balligan speaking about the break and what's been happening. The break was nice. Um, had quite a decent squad, size still here. Uh, worked on some things, physical, tactical, obviously. Uh, and I think everybody's looking forward to get going again this weekend. I think it, it was vital that we um, have more training time in this international break based on the fact that the manager's here for, what now, six weeks? So he wants to get more of his um, ideas in his philosophy, get it to us clearer. And I think it works really well so far, which is, I think displayed in the performances as well. And he's been speaking about the new manager. I can't really tell you what's going on behind the curtain because I haven't looked behind it, but it's just, I think his ways, he's very, very straightforward. I'm sure when you speak to him, you, he has this manner about him where you know he's just very clear. He's very clear, there's a lot of repetition because he just wants to make sure we get every single detail. Um, and obviously, one thing that always happens if a new manager comes in the door that everybody is trying to present themselves from the, from their best side. Uh, so that will factor in. But I think mainly it's down to the way he works, which is really focused on details. Um, I'm, I'm missing a word right now. In German, I could tell you. Akribisch, maybe anyone can, knows what that means. But he's just really, really into the details. Um, and that helps. It really helps. The door's always open. Um, but again, he's very clear as well and, and demanding. A krivish. What does that mean in German? Any idea? I've checked with Michelle in here in the sales team, in fact, the sales director. So she's told me. So you can hear he is, the attention to detail is a bit special. So... Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's, it's from from what we've heard, from what the players speak about, he's very clear very straightforward and strict Philippe Clement uh, the one thing I, th- I didn't agree with him the, the, see the international breaks yep. they're the worst weeks ever honestly see the training you think? players are away uh, different nations and you've not got the game at the weekend you're always um, unhappier in one more day you're always thinking he could have gave us that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday Saturday, yeah. Sunday off uh, you're never happy no. uh, and they run the guts off you but yeah. um if 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 he's using it to get some messages, I don't know how many players were left. If it, if if the bulk of the players are there, and he's able to get the message across while working them hard. He said they, quite a few. They had three three days off, um, but it wasn't three days of holiday. They, they had to do some work within that right. three days. So it's clear that there's, he still want to do a hell of a lot of work. Uh, he still feels listening on the good path at this moment in time, but there's still a fair bit of work to go. And um, as I said, Paul, in a short period of time, look, I- I'm not going to get carried away, but you see what he's done. He's, he's clearly worked really hard in the training ground. They look, um, if they know their roles and responsibilities with and without the ball, and he's simplified everything. And one thing about this team is they're working very hard off the ball, which has really impressed me. And players like that, don't they? They don't want it to be too complicated. No, no. I mean, the best managers I played under were very simple in their messages. I think sometimes when you listen, I think football football is a simple game made complicated, I think, at times, if I'm being honest with you. So the best managers I played under were very simple in their messages to you. You had two or three things that he demanded from you and you had to go out and, and produce the goods. 
anybody get a clue what akrivish means? That's the German for it. Have you been studying? Yeah, okay, your nephew's doing Italian, but you're doing some German for the Meticulous. You serious? Yeah, I know my German. Come on. What is it? Meticulous? Yes. Well, I better look it up in English. <laughs> no, that's is that what it is? Yeah. I knew it was something like that. Well done. You every day's a school day with Barry Ferguson. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you, you do a wee bit of work. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Contact the team now to help make your home more energy efficient. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. Hour two of the weekend special as we move into it. Stephen, you love the weekend. Everyone loves Friday night, looking forward to the games and just everything. Yeah, um, <laughs> as you say, going home for the, for the Fife yeah. Derby tonight, start yeah. of the, yeah. the Scottish Cup weekend. And obviously just the Premier League uh, up here, been back, Premier League down south, been back and just football in the telly constantly, which um, the wife's not happy about. <laughs> Who's going to win the Fife Derby tonight? I actually think, I mean, Rovers have... Um, Snuck a few late on against Dunfermline this season. Actually, I mean, as a Falkirk captain, I shouldn't say nice things, but I thought Dunfermline played night on the on the night against Dundee United a few weeks ago. I thought they were unlucky to lose the game. I just think with home advantage, they might um, finally get their win off over Rafe Rovers tonight. Barry, what do you think on that one tonight? It'll be a good game, yeah. obviously. Local derby. Um, I think it'll be a, a tight encounter. I'm going to go the opposite of Stephen. Obviously, you know my thoughts on Rafe Rovers. Yeah in terms of winning the championship I know this is a Scottish Cup it's a different tournament but I think Wraith Rovers with the players that they've got will just sneak this one 0808 17 17 700 you can call for the next 45 minutes or so Barry Ferguson and Stephen McGinn one of the stories today is that an independent panel has found just three mistakes they say from 407 VAR checks so far in the Premiership the decisions that they say were wrong were Aberdeen striker Bojan Miofsky's double touch penalty goal against St Mirren any dispute on that one? Barry do we do do you agree it was a mistake how, how on that one? How many decisions did you say they there? They say there's three I know Three out of how many? Well 407 well, I, I, I must yeah. be watching different games I don't know What do you know about football? And yeah, I'm, 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 I've, I've seen know. some listen there's been some horrendous mistakes in my eyes and when you've said 407 yep. decisions there's only been what they see as three mistakes. There was, there was two at the Livingston Rangers game yep. just last week. Mm -hmm. the, the penalty yep. wasn't a penalty. Yep. The goal for Rangers was a goal. Yep. Just off the top of your head. Sure. The other two, it was against Dundee, one being a red card for Josh Mulligan. Do you remember that one? And the other one, a disallowed goal against Livy. That, they're saying those are the only three. Uh, and on the panel, I said, well, who's on it? It's former players, they say referees, coaches. But why do yeah. they know name who's on the panel? Maybe because, Barry, say if it was really controversial mm -hmm. and you say who it was, I think that might be it. And I can, I can understand that if you say... Well, you know, it's a start. You're, you're yeah. saying former coaches, managers yep. and players. Yep. I, I like that idea. Mm -hmm. I do think it is important. Yep. Listen, I think referees have got a difficult job. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying players or ex-managers are, are going to make... The, the correct decision every single time but they've played the game and they've managed the game and I do think it would help 
um, the referees going forward Yeah, the independent panel is made up of former players managers and coaches set up by the SFA for the first full campaign for this mm. season with the video technology the 12 premiership clubs held a meeting with the SFA referees department on Thursday to review the performance of VAR it's a wee bit like marking your own homework though isn't it I think so I mean every club could call in and say that they've got a gripe with it yeah I mean if your mum and dad when I was down south with the phone and uh, how did you play? Yeah, I was decent. Mm-hmm. You know, you're rubbish. I'm never going to be able to tell. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah. I, I just, I mean, um, I, you would respect it more if if they genuinely says, right, we've made out of the 407, we've made 30 mistakes. Here's the mistakes, or don't even name them, but it was just more realistic. As I said, just two off the top of my head. Um, the subjective ones, they probably feel like they got right, like the the O, oh, the penalty last week on O. Oh, I don't, me personally I don't think that's a penalty I can see why with VR it's given but I think he's been given the opportunity to get his shot away the shot's already away then the contact's made I mean how how are you ever going to be able to defend if you can't get close to people or people are just going to have three goals three shots at your goal if you can't get close to them if you can't make challenges to stop them um, but three out of 407 is just miles off it Before the meeting Brendan Rogers, after the AGM of Celtic said yeah, there's a meeting over a number of things on Thursday uh, and he spoke a little bit about VAR can do we have representatives from the club uh, that, that will be there uh, unfortunately for us it's, it's within our training schedule and, and timing so uh, so yeah so they'll represent the club there so I think it's a year where they'll assess and look at it I've been seeing it for a few more years down south, and um, but yeah, it's something that I'll uh, I'll focus on the football. I think it's been ongoing. Yeah, I think it's been ongoing. We we have good dialogue here at the club, and and the views that get represented uh, from from Michael and, and Chris that will go are uh, will be representative of what we think. Yep, VAR. We've talked about it till we're blue in the face, Barry. So no doubt we will again on Monday. Hopefully nothing too controversial. Well, I would hope there's nothing controversial over the weekend, but I would imagine we'll be talking about some incident within um, the number of games that are, are happening over the weekend. Huge number of games coming up. Leon Balligan speaking to the media today. and He said he's really looking forward to this. I mean, we're here to play football. It's the beauty of the game. We, we're privileged to be in a club where we have so many games coming thick and fast. <laughs> Obviously, it's challenging as well. We're going to need the full squad. But like I said before, you see everybody's buying into it. it. It feels good on the pitch right now, like the confidence in each other, in the group as a whole and what the manager's doing is, I think it's pretty high. Over at Celtic, Matt O'Reilly got his first cap. Yeah, again, not something I'll probably give too much thought to. It's still just playing football at the end of the day, you know. So and I think if I'm playing with good players and playing under a good manager, it shouldn't really be a problem to, to play well. Um, and yeah, of course, I was disappointed with how the result was, etc. But and I was obviously hard on myself after the game because you naturally are when you lose. But at the same time, I received some nice feedback from people, right, regardless, which was which was nice. Yeah, it was modest, hoping for more caps. He was saying. Yeah, it was nice. First cap, obviously, is always a, a good moment. Uh, albeit, like, probably wasn't our best performance, but at the same time, you're still playing for your country, so proud moment for me and family also. Yeah, family with that, mum, dad, girlfriend, and agent slash friend kind of thing uh, was always a target anyway I think it's something I try not to think about too much on a regular basis just more of a case of daily processes here you know the boring day to day kind of stuff and then that usually helps you get to where you want to get to at the AGM the other day the manager Brendan Rogers was asked about the squad no we always know what we want I think the, the, the plan when we sat down in the summer we understood 
where we were at and of course some players then move on that you maybe don't expect to um, we're also aware of the Asian Cup so nothing surprises us we, we, we know where we're at it's just now about the, the availability and for me it's now about getting players in that are uh, going to improve us and, and be better than what we have and uh, that's something that's important we've got not a lot of young players that are there to develop and grow um, but you also need players for the present and that's uh, that's what we look at Barry you'd expect Celtic to strengthen in January certainly in the forward areas um, because of the the players that will be going over to play in, in January um, listening to him there I don't think he's going to sign players for the sake of just bringing numbers in they need to go and improve the, the starting 11 um, and it sounds to me that he wants a bit of experience because there is a a lot of players that um, have not gained a lot of first team experience in their previous clubs so I think they'll, they'll do a, a bit of business but it's just how many players because as you said January I'm not saying it's difficult but the players you tend to get are out of favour I've not played a lot of football so that's what you've got to be careful of Stephen what are you thinking? Well, the, the striker situation is a must yeah. um, obviously very very short anyway probably running the you think of the times he had Moussa Dembele Edward and Lee Griffiths um, and he only yeah. played one of them so um, I'm, I'm sure he's not happy with that situation it's probably a bit longer term maybe the end of the season you're looking at maybe a goalkeeper assess the left back situation it's not really happened for, for Bernabe I think Liam Scales has solved a, a big hole in terms of maybe needing a centre centre half I would expect Nat Phillips to go back mm. um, and Navrocke and Lagabelke to be the cover Um Probably just eminently. I mean, Palma and Yang, if, if gave him food for thought, I'm sure in the, the winger positions. Let's let's not be honest. Lila Bado feel like a new player by the time he gets back. Um, Rio Hitate, um obviously about come back to go back to that midfield of Hitate, O'Reilly and McGregor. It's just that striker one just stands out like a sore thumb. I, I think you'll see more players going out the door. I mean, I'd be surprised to hear it, but it's over thirty in a first team yeah. squad. That, that's that's carrying a lot of players generally have what 24-25 so I think you'll see more players going out the door than, than certainly coming in that's what he said it's, it's listen there's going to be naturally players that will want to go out and play uh, and players that will want to move on and, and then like like I say we have to see if there's uh, if the, the players are better than, than what we have that we that are available to, to bring in so I can't sit here now and give you a number and say what's going out and what's coming in but uh but there's no, there's always movement, and it would have to be quality additions. Everyone will put the quality um, down to the number that you pay, but that's not necessarily. I think Virgil Van Dijk was two million when he came in here, so that was good quality. Um, it's, it's always the challenge because lots of players may want to, uh, to place in a more competitive league or one of the renowned leagues, but I think what Celtic offers here is is really unique in terms of the opportunity to come and play for a fanatical fan base, um, to come and develop as a player, to become a winner, to live in a great city. Um, and there's been many players and managers that whilst they've been here, and it's sometimes only when you are here that you, uh, that you get that real sense of that. So we, um, we always work hard, but we want big players to come. This is an incredible club to come and play for. And, if you're lucky enough to be able to come here and, and work and play, you'll you'll get the sense of that. So um, 
So, yeah, so that's something that's ongoing. Stephen, you obviously heard some of the comments at the AGM. What are you thinking about recruitment with Celtic? Well, they've got a, they've got a way of doing it. Um, there's no secret in, in how good about the business. Looking for young players, they low money and, and look to progress them into the first team and, and sell them on in the future. And I think it's a it's one of the cons in terms of the way they go about it. In terms of having a large squad, I mean, for every Rio Hattati, there's a Quan, there's an Edigucci. Yeah. Um, Awata's not quite ever made himself a feature of the team. The success rate's probably okay in terms of. Um, I mean, they've signed some real special talents over the last few years. I think the problems and the frustrations that come up is, are you ever really going to build a settled team? I know domestically it's very, very hard to argue how they go about the business. Um, very successful, a lot of trophies. But they ever going to, I mean, probably within the last five years, if you think, look at all the players they've signed, your Juraniviches, Giacomacuses, Jotas. If you add to that, your Palmas. Alistair Johnson's. If you add, if you're always adding to that, you're going to build a team that's very competitive at a high level in Europe. But I think the frustration is, it's it's always always feels like they're they're moved on and it takes a while for it to to get going and it's that caught in between and and I, and I do think it confuses slash frustrates the fans a little bit because it's hard to argue domestically it goes so well but um, like the, the there's players that come in like like Tilio, I mean. Yeah. It, it, they've just not seen anything of him built up to be this player when he comes in you just don't see any of them while there's um, a shortage in wingers um, Kobayashi not much of him Kobayashi I mean Kobayashi you thought when he came in mm. off the off the success of the first few boy, uh, players that Andrew signed from Japan you're thinking it's a ball playing centre half but I, I, th- I thought he str- struggled with the f- physicality of the league he started the teams were targeting him a bit and, he, and he's drifted to the team to the point where I think he played in the, the B team. Actually, you, you forget he's there. That's how big their squad is. Barry Lawrence has been on the socials at Go Football Show saying what are Rangers going to do in January. He's a Celtic fan. Mm-hmm. He's concerned a little bit that you know Rangers are unbeaten as well. What's I think happen? they'll do a bit of business, Paul. Okay. I, I think there will be one or two maybe going out the door and I think there'll be one or two coming in the door. Um, I think with the job that the manager's done over the last month, um, I think the board I don't know how much is there Paul but whatever they can give the manager I think they'll give him it to go and improve the team and it could be loan yeah they could. Yeah. They may go down that route who knows um, I think if the right player comes up and it's doable for Rangers they'll, they'll do everything possible to help the manager out but I do think there'll be a, a bit of movement at Ibrox do you think Todd Cantwell will be one of those who may move on I like Todd Cantwell. I, I think he's a difference maker in the final third. Um, I know there's been a bit of speculation about that. Um, but people have mentioned where he's playing the right-hand side. I was at the Prague game a few weeks back and I thought he was really good in the right-hand side where he hadn't played in his career before. Really good goal, looked energetic, brought something to the, the team. Um, but listen, the manager sees him day in, day out. He's still assessing the squad. He's clear on that. But I do think there'll certainly be a, a bit of movement in January. Well, I, I said the other night, I think, um, I don't know what Barry thinks about this, but I think um, Philippe Clement and his head, we, we always talk in football about your cup final team. Yeah. If everyone's fat, you're playing a cup final tomorrow, this is your team. I think the front four is Seaman Danilo plus two. Mm-hmm. I think there's two jerseys up for grabs. I, I don't know if Barry has maybe three from four, but I just think that the two that absolutely, as long as they're fit, are going to start are Seaman and Danilo. Not sure about the other two. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. If you ask me right now, 
I'd be undecided if the cup final was um, next week, um, who the four would be. But they certainly the two at start for me. Danilo, real like him through the middle, good movement, scoring goals. And Seema, where people were saying at the start of the season, and I was one of them, I wasn't sure. But I tell you one thing about him, he's come on to a game, scores goals, brilliant pace. I just don't think he used his pace enough at the start of the season, but since Clement came in, he certainly started to, started to use that because that's a massive attribute to have. He was asked today about those options up front and also about Ryan Kent. Yeah, of course, because um, it's another role than they played before, the, the role that Ryan was doing. So you need to look at, at other profiles. That's, that's totally correct. So do we need to pick out of the senior ones who are fit or do we need to pick out maybe one of the youngsters? We need to see. Dan McCausland maybe in that role and a bit more on the rumours about Ryan Kent who probably isn't coming anytime soon I can tell something really important um, for the next two months I never go into rumours because it's of no, no use to go into rumours uh, I will speak about players if they are in the building because I've been out more than 30 years in football so many things can happen uh, before a player is in the building or out of the building, it's of no use to talk about room for about rumors with me because I can only say things when they are realistic. And it's not about this case. I want to be clear about that. It's just in general for the next two months for December and January. Well, they're not going to get anything out. <laughs> He's not going to say anything. And, and listen, I like it. Straight talking. And that's why since he's come in, Paul, I've been really impressed by him. He's good under questioning, isn't he? Under pressure, Stephen. He's good and he's yeah. experienced. He, he's been at clubs of similar, I mean, teams like Club Bruges, similar tight budgets, similar and having to find enough gems to, before they go to the big leagues. He'll have a decent um, idea and what, what he's looking for within the team. That, it wouldn't shock me if there's maybe one or two players he knows from Belgium, maybe old teams, you think, maybe I could try and get yeah. him. You, you improve what's here. This is what we're missing from the building um, at Rangers. Um, but what he is doing right now is what we we asked the question when he got a job can you make the best of what you've got uh, and he's certainly doing that so far here's a bit more from the manager speaking about what happened during the break it's always people have uh, big expectations about international weeks that you as a coach you can do a lot of things with the players people always forget that a lot of players are gone and you cannot work with them because they have international duty it's also part of the job to bring them back in the story that we had before, because they had other ideas, other way of working uh, these last 10 days. So that's also a part. So with one part of the group, we could fine tune other things, physically, technically, tactically, uh, mentally. We had some players who come uh, out of injury also that we could work with. And we had some internationals gone. So there's a lot of diversity in that. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage and heat pumps. Let's go! Just seeing their Super Sunday, Tottenham against Aston Villa. John McGinn will lead out Aston Villa against, well, it would have been in the past Harry Kane leading them out, but uh, Son. But they've got a lot of injuries, haven't they, at Tottenham. I was going to say big chance for Villa, but they would have a big chance anyway, because they're up there uh, chasing... Yeah, top six, top four. I'm really looking forward to it, obviously. Uh, fly home from training, get the Aberdeen Rangers game, which is always a good watch, and straight on to Tottenham versus Aston Villa. So, as we say, real football's back, and 
that's the, the Tottenham Aston Villa game is uh, two top coaches. I know Tottenham missing a few players, but um, as you've said, Villa for a right good side, and it's it's a big battle for Europe. What about the kickoff in England tomorrow, Barry? Lunchtime, Man City against Liverpool. Yeah, it's wow. a, a tasty yeah. one. That I'm looking forward to. It. There's some brilliant games over the over the weekend, yeah. and uh, as we mentioned before, Paul, it's brilliant just to get the domestic stuff back uh, back to. Watch it. Listen, the international's great. Just this one was a bit... It wasn't flat, but obviously Scotland had qualified, done a brilliant job. But I'm just happy to get the domestic stuff back and and looking forward to not just the Scottish games, but the English games. Who do you think is going to win tomorrow? I see Van Dyke saying, look, I'm back to my best. Yeah, well, for me, he's still an amazing centre-back. A lot of people are saying he's not been the same since his knee injury. I, I, I disagree. I still think he's... He's the best about for me. Um, and I just heard Brendan Rodgers earlier on saying, what was it, £2 million Celtic yeah. got him for? Sold him for 12 to top. I just to, I remember watching a game, think so. I think it was at, on TV at uh, Fir Hill, and uh, honestly, he just strolled it. It looked too easy for him. Yeah. Um, and it then was. obviously gets the move down to Southampton, has an unbelievable season there, and he's just been immense, isn't he, for Liverpool, let's be honest. I played against him the season I played for Dundee and we got the top six we were a decent side but he's, one, he's actually one of them and it's not happening very often in my career but he's one of those guys where he steps in he step into the game step into midfield and you're actually looking at someone else and I hope he goes instead of me because he was just brushing past people and, and later in the game you're standing in the wall and he scores a free kick it just whistles yeah. over you like a golf shot um, yeah. just a, I mean an unbelievable player um, not many centre-halves no. could do what he could do but Man City will still win. Oh, that's what I was about to ask you. <laughs> Haaland's back. I see. He didn't fancy it against us, did he? I don't think he wanted to be there when it was Scotland's party. Yeah, that, that but, no yeah. doubt when he went down injured on the yeah. Thursday night, and there was no chance he was he was going to be playing. Certainly with the the big game, it was um, coming up for for Man City. But that that'll be a cracker. I just still think Man City are are too strong. Mm-hmm. That that has been the, the the rivalry in England for the last few years. I know, obviously. Um, John's connection with Jack Greely is just how intense the yeah. games got they got really intense and um, although Liverpool have maybe dropped off a little bit I think there's still huge um, respect for how tough a game that'll be but I just think City have just got that edge over them do you? yeah, yeah. I just I think that Liverpool at their absolute peak Salah, Manny, Firmino with that midfield Wijnaldum um, Henderson and Fabinho they were more than a match for City it was a you know, ding dong rivalry but I just don't think Liverpool have ever replaced that team and Spurs Villa I know you're always really honest so what do you think? Genuinely I mean if if Tottenham had everyone to choose from I, I couldn't split it but I just think with injuries um, Tottenham have got at the minute it's an un- unbelievable opportunity for Aston Villa to be getting them it's a place obviously um, good memories John's first Premier League game um, scored the goal there so um, as I said I just think it'll be a brilliant game it's two managers that play a very high defensive line um, I mean there'll be there'll be plenty of offsides on the day but plenty of opportunities so real good game to watch he's done some job there Unai Emery he has he's, he's changed the whole club um, and Aston Villa are a, are a massive club they are um, I shouldn't really be saying that as an ex Birmingham City yeah. player um, but they are they're, they're a big club big massive fan base and, and the job that he's done since he's he's come back to English football has been um, superb who's going to win Spurs or Villa what do you think 
Because down south they're saying, oh, is, it, is the bubble bursting for It's no, but it's no burst. You, you look at the amount of players that Tottenham have got out injured and, and probably out of the 11 or 12 players, probably six stroke seven of them are certain starters. So when you're missing that list of players that are so important for you, I, I think it'll be tough for um, Tottenham. I'm going, to, I'm going to go Villa. You're going for Villa? Yeah, I'm, I, and I know Wilkins, I'm still saying yeah. that I think Spurs, yeah. if they do get some players back yeah. and obviously sign well in January, I still think they've got the potential to finish in the top four. And Andy Walker, who was on with us last night, he's down uh, with Ian Crocker doing Newcastle, Chelsea. That's who, another who'd you fancy game. that one? Um, Newcastle. Newcastle. Anthony Gordon as well. Could he be persuaded to be Scottish? Yeah, well, we've got to try. Yeah. If there's an opportunity there, you, you've got to try because um, we spoke about it on a night, I, Paul. Yeah. I wasn't too sure when he was at Everton, I'll be honest with that. I was mm, humming and hawing. He's went to Newcastle and he's been a re- revelation this season. He's been outstanding. Um, so I'm sure if there's an opportunity to try and get him in that Scotland jersey, I'm sure Steve Clark will try his utmost to make it happen. I, I think that's what Steve Clark's mindset will have switched to for a little bit I know he'll be waiting for the draw next Saturday yeah. and thinking where they might be playing who they might be playing and everything but I think you'll be in a wee mini recruitment drive can I persuade um, Elliot Anderson to, to U-turn what about Livramento as we spoke about the other night the goalkeeping situation is there a goalkeeper out there Anthony Gordon won I don't know if Gareth Southgate's is phoning all these boys separately not to come and play for Scotland and giving them hope for it but he, he spoke about him publicly but I just think um, when you when you look at the strength of the midfield area, we say, say that Lewis um, can't get in. You think of the left backs we have. I just think that forward area for us to progress as a team, um, we have to we have to make some. I'm just going to say signings. Uh, I feel like yeah, signings sure. because I think yeah. that the Scott McTominay, for the example, Scott Lyndon Tominy. Dykes. Um, Who's going to win? Do you think? Newcastle, Newcastle Chelsea. or Chelsea yeah, Newcastle yeah. and on those who could play for Scotland I see today they're talking about a young goalkeeper at Brentford who was the under 21 keeper the other day in the two see, games I've yeah and it's Davy Hayes' grandson uh, Vincent Angelini so highly rated and we do need more goalkeepers certainly more options now maybe too soon for the Euros any intel on Young. No, I, and I don't think Steve Clark will be rushing out to, mm. to just give in. As we assume with Ben Doak, I think Steve Clark's here for the long term. Yeah. I think um, talented youngsters will come in at the right time. He's not just going to throw them in just to um, almost yeah. upset the, the balance. Just think, oh, he's going to be really good. I think whoever comes into that squad is going to have to really earn the right. He's 20. Um, so quite young. Yeah, I, I read that. Yeah. Um, was it Celtic as a youngster? Went down to Watford. Right. Yeah. And obviously David mm. Hayes, he's his papa. He was, um, he was a player, Barry. He was some player. Yeah, I've I've come across him because yeah. he was. Um, I'm sure he was manager at Livingston. He was when right. um, yeah. when I was at Rangers. We, we played against of course, him. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see um, how the young man's career um, pans out. The quiet assassin. I see he only had 27 caps, which is uh, not quite sure why. But he was he was a brilliant player, former manager at Celtic work for, for your yeah, granddad I, I, yeah. I don't know if it was Peter Grant that spoke about the international caps maybe not having as many games That's because true. there is I mean, I mean you hear yeah. some of the names through yeah. Scottish history and you hear some of the caps <laughs> uh, that they got you think how could that be yeah. but um, um, yeah I um, obviously heard some stories when he's a Celtic manager he obviously asked your granddad all sorts of stories yeah. and um, I think I was at, was he the manager when he won the League Cup I'm pretty sure it was at that Cup final when Livingston 
Um, he was, that's right. Yeah, yeah, when he was at Livy as well. Yeah, yeah. and he won at, was at Lillestrom as well. I think everywhere he went, and he was at Motherwell. Yeah, um, Perks yeah. of the Era when your granddad's the president of SFA. Course, yes, you, get, you must have had some and your tickets. football daft, you just go to every game that's, that's going. So It must have been brilliant. Did you get the phone call, you were chosen for the squad by your I granddad. I loved it. I'd yeah. just glory hunt and just pick a team on the day in a cup final. Yeah, Great man, Jack. Jack McGinn. So send him all our best wishes here. So he's, hopefully, does he tune in to you? Sometimes, uh, sometimes I think uh, if he can find <laughs> nothing else to do but oh, he's in his steady. he's yeah. in his 90s wow. now and yeah, still try when we can to get down to see him I see Matt O'Reilly of course who played the other night he would love to sing, play for Denmark up against Scotland Barry quick word on the on the Euros in the coming months this is what it's going to be about isn't it staying fit getting looking forward to Saturday yep. um, well sorry next Saturday but yep. with, with the draw oh. that's exciting um, and I, I'm listen the, the only thing that I hope that Everybody's fit and available and healthy. And then obviously Steve Clark's got a few decisions to make. Because um, if you look at the the last double header, I think out of the players that were missing, there's four certain starters. Take Greg Gordon because he's been injured, but Angus Gunn, I think he's been a revelation since he's come in. He's been really impressive. Andy Robertson, who's the captain. Arn Hickey, who I think is a fantastic young player. And obviously Kieran Tierney, they're four big player for Scotland so hopefully everybody's fit and available when Steve Clark announces his, his squad because um, I think if we've got everybody fit and healthy we can go over there and um, do a bit of damage he's also very loyal to his players isn't he I don't I mean yeah. I was speaking to a couple of people about this I don't think there'll be any surprises in the squad No, honestly don't think there'll be any surprises if everybody's fit and he's got the 20 maybe 28 or 29 who has been selected over the period of time in the last year, I don't think you'll see any surprises. And I can't even pick, I mean, we were talking about picking the team for th last Thursday and Sunday. He tends to stick with who he knows yeah. and who he, he obviously trusts. Listen, he trusts all the players because that's the reason why they're in the squad, but I can't see there being any surprises. A lot of people have spoken about young Ben Doak or whatever. Um, unless he yeah. plays every single minute or a lot of games for Liverpool, I can't see that happening. One of the biggest strengths of culture, they speak about really looking forward to meeting up. Um, yeah. They've gone out together at times, they all go. And there's guys that probably don't play as big a part, like Kenny McLean. They've obviously he had the famous goal in Norway, but yeah. huge behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, Is he? Yeah. Just guys like that um, that maybe don't play. Liam Cooper, huge personality, a huge part of um, why it's a, it's a great culture off the park. Hardly features me think uh, he means being the Leeds United captain. Ev comes for every trip, goes golfing with them all. He, he, he adds to it all. I don't think Steve Clark's going to rush to get rid of people like that when it's the, the huge strength of what they built themselves on. And when you think about the last Euros, then Andy Considine was part of that, even though he didn't play. Yeah, did I mean, he? But, you know, like yes, sir, I can boogie. That was his song, I mean, wasn't it? Just when you think of um, probably with that, Stephen Kenny losing his job, when you think of, and I know you don't want to. It was us not long ago, misfortune if you just felt like you're going nowhere. But he a lot of people are saying, Oh, he's set Ireland up. But what is set, setting him setting him up? Steve Clark at times just a top manager. Declan Gallagher gave him ten caps. He won nine of them. Stephen O'Donnell, I think he's 26, 27 caps. He he he's built something special and I think we're lucky to have him. Barry, we'll talk more as the months come, but we're heading for there's a massive event coming up. 
Two doors downs back on tonight. BBC One, it's made the big switch to BBC One. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Listen, we were talking about the football, but yeah, I, I like the old two doors down. Um, yeah, buzzing. Be buzzing great. for that tonight. Yeah, and Grado and all the team there. And the, the girl that was out of it for a year or so, you know, the Jonathan Watson's partner in it, she's back in I know, it tonight. I've seen that. So that's good Listen, news. Because she's hilarious, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. she's mental. <laughs> mental. Stephen, she likes a glass of wine. She does, apparently, mm. yeah. In moderation, or maybe not. Stephen, no, you're not into it, are you? I might start it oh, now. If you right. Honestly, you I, I cannot believe yeah. that you don't watch Two Honestly, Doors Down. It's really good. Yeah. Don't yeah. tell Gredo. But I didn't. Think. You don't see much of Gredo in it. Oh, I'm sure he will be, but yeah. He's one of the younger members of the cast, which hopefully ah, will go on for like long you and see long. Gredo more involved. Yeah. I'm starting to think Paul doesn't watch it either. I do. No, I do. <laughs> no, I do. Honestly. Alex Norton. Elaine C. Smith. You're allowed to watch brilliant. it? Of course I am. I didn't think I would like it. I got into it about a year ago. I've watched them yeah, all. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's brilliant. It really and do you know where it's filmed? Yeah, yeah I do actually. Mm-hmm. Does Stephen know? No, I don't know. It's uh, our way. Silverton Hill. Hill. And I'll tell you the addresses. <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage, and heat pumps. Let's go. Traffic and travel will be back well throughout the weekend. And then at breakfast, Crofty and Gredo. From when you wake up, 6am on Monday. There'll be a lot of football between now and then and Rochelle will bring us the traffic and travel. Right, waiting's just about over. The games kick off tomorrow, well, tonight as well. As Stephen reminded me earlier, in the Scottish Cup, there's the Fife Derby. But in the Cinch Premiership tomorrow then, let's look at some of the games. Dundee against Hibs, shall we start there? Tony Dock on a run... Nick Montgomery getting Hibs back, winning just before the break. I see that Tony Doherty wants Bakayako um, as a signing rather than a loan. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, he's been an excellent signing. Tony Doherty, as we said, he's done a great job at Dundee. Um, very strong home performance against St Mirren last time out. They're looking to build on it. These are the games you get promoted for. Mm. Yeah. Teams like Hibs come to town and you, and you want to send them back down the road with no points. So... I've actually gone for Dundee to win. I think they, they, I think both teams will score, but I think Dundee will win two one. See when you're playing at Kilmarnock when you were there or in St Mirren. Okay, we know Rangers, Celtic, the big two. Is there then when Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen? Is that the next level, or is that just it, in my head? It was always. I mean, so so my first experience of obviously Scottish Premier League was with St Mirren, young player. Yep. Um, the Celtic Rangers games are the first ones. I mean, it's the ones you dreamed about playing in when you're a young kid. You very early realise it. There's a lot of hard work, there's a lot of tracking runners, there's a lot of moving side to side. As much as it's a great occasion, you, I, I, you don't love the games. Whereas when, Celtic, when Hearts, Hibs and Aberdeen come to town, they come with the big crowds, they come with the big expectations. But you can get on the ball, you can get at them. Um, it feels like you've, you've turned over a, a scalp if you, if you win. Um, and I always loved, we were, we were quite an experienced team, quite a, quite a physical, aggressive team. We always loved it. Um, if one of the, the three teams particularly came to town you could sense just quite early on they weren't, weren't up to it and, and you could get after them and, and turn them over and did you lift your game a bit for that hierarchy I, of I, I don't, Celtic Rangers then? I don't know I mean but no. I, 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 is there games see the games you wanted to win more mm-hmm. I think caused more nervousness there's never a game you go out and try harder there's games probably like the last year the, the cup semi-final I was thinking they'll probably never be in this occasion again really really want to win you're worried about not winning not getting that shot again you go out with the same I mean, five minutes into the game you're done with a VAR penalty yeah. um, 
I've never, I, I don't know what Barry thinks. Would, would Barry try harder against Celtic? Um, or do you just, I mean, you just want the game more? There's more involved in terms of emotionally? No, I treat every game um, the, the same way that, that it that was. That isn't a cliche either. That is just. No, no, that's that, that yeah. just the way that I, I was brought up. Like, to. Listen, the, the old firm games are the best game to ever play in, but every game you entered, you're desperate to win. Um, I wouldn't treat if it was a lower league team in the Scottish Cup I would treat them exactly the same way as, as I would treat um, a Premier League team so yeah I, I don't um, I've never like kind of listened to if people have got an opinion do you try harder against one team than the, than the other I've never it's never crossed my mind that there's so many internal battles as well see, mm-hmm. if, you, see if you're getting I mean it's so hard to at these clubs it's so hard to get your jersey and keep it and you're always getting judged in-house I mean your manager your teammates how could how could you possibly raise or drop your performance? Who's going to win Barry at Dens Park tomorrow? What do you I think? I think Dundee will win that game. Right, same as Stephen. Yeah. Yep, I think Tony Dock's done a, a, a brilliant job and I, I was worried the, when Rangers went up there. Um, obviously the, the horrendous weather that night but the game went ahead. Rangers demolished him mm. in all honesty and then you're worrying will that affect him? and they come back with two strong wins after that so that shows me that he's got good um, good characters in that dressing room and I've been impressed by them listen promoted team Paul they were one of my favourites to struggle but you've got to give um, credit to not just the manager and the coaching staff but also the players it's so tight isn't it from well there's nothing between most of the teams from spot 12 all the way up really to even third I, position I know I know it's I know it's his first spell in management but he, he isn't he isn't he just a young manager he's so experienced I mean him and Dell were such a partnership um, almost obviously Dell was a gaffer but they, they trusted each other they had so much um, these cup finals big games he knows that can happen. You lose an early goal against Rangers, they turn you over. Right, okay, next one. We move on, it's gone. Barry, what do you reckon is going to happen at the new Love Street, the Smizer Stadium, St Mirren against Livy? I worry about Livingston. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I think David Martindale's a very good manager, but I watched him against Rangers. I know Rangers in real good form at this moment in time, but I was I expected more of Livingston. In all honesty. Um, and St Mirren obviously... Sore one they took up at Den's part, but they were missing a few players through the was it the illnesses? Yeah. Um sickness bug. Yeah. Yep, a sickness bud uh, bug. I think St Murno will be too strong for them. I think uh St Murno will win by two goals to nil. I see Livy have won a trip to Turkey yep. from a tournament last summer. So just need that, to pay for the flights. Uh, that's, that's it. it. Yeah. They're there. Stephen. And some new teeth. Yeah. Oh Turkey, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a friend out there well. he's on fire tonight he's loving being in the hair transplant yeah exactly who are you looking at thank you <laughs> it's too late, it's too late. <laughs> hey, James your boy's had it but he's, looks, he's, looks a, apart. he's a little bit younger we look a bit right Stephen um, I just I, I'm the same as Barry I, was, I just felt um, Livingston they're just missing a bit of the edge that's that's made them so competitive in the, in the Premier League over the last few years and Interesting that he brought in Brian Rice, maybe just a yep. different voice, different uh, angle to look at it, to try and get a bit more out of the squad. But um, I worry, I know Bruce Anderson um, is always a nuisance, always a threat for a goal, but I just think St Murn have got more uh, about them. I think they're very hard to beat in Paisley. 
Johnny Younger's back now available you look at the their options up front mm-hmm. um, the goals Hara chips in my goals he can score from set pieces so I think it'll be a pretty comfortable afternoon for St Mirren I think it'll be 2-0 OK and that would mm-hmm. put St Mirren as you know on to 22 points Rangers start the weekend on 27 so Celtic on 35 OK so you're both going for St Mirren you're both going for Dundee what about Ross County Kilmarnock I see the new manager is saying he's not sure whether it should be evolution or revolution just now make some big changes it's a surprise yeah. appointment for, for me I, I know Derek Adams has been there twice and, and been pretty successful in terms. Of, I, th- I think he got them into the top six Um and obviously, but he's been down in England for a number of years yeah. um, at Bradford, at um, Morecambe. So yeah, I, I was surprised at that. But listen, he knows the club. The chairman clearly trusts him and knows him really well. But I think Kilmarnock will go up to Dingwall and, and come back down the road with the three points. I know Kilmarnock's away form isn't the best, but I think Derek's got a good team there. He's an experienced manager. I think Kilmarnock 2-1. Who's it going to be? you think is going to win tomorrow what do you reckon well just just uh, I, I, my annex teammate of mine and good friend Don Cowie he'd read I'd read last week obviously Roy McGregor said he's going to be given a chance to so I don't know if maybe uh, Derek Adams, Adams one's come out of the blue maybe he's made the phone call to say look I'd, I'd love to take that mm. um, I've, I've gone for Ross County I think with the, the mixture of Kilmarnock's away form I mean they do really struggle away from home that's that's not That's a short sample as well. It's over a long time now in the Premier League. And just that new manager bounce, I think it's a huge game for Ross County. When you think of these uh, games, a couple of home games back-to-back Saturday, Tuesday, um, it's a huge few days. So early on into Derek Adams' third reign. So 2-1 uh, to County. Two, one. What was your scoreline, Barry, on that one? 2-1 to Kilmarnock. 2-1 one to Kelly. Hearts against St. Johnson. Barry, what's your scoreline? Craig Levine going back yeah, to Hearts Craig Levine Derby yeah. be interesting to see yeah. what type of reception mm. he gets from the the Tyne Castle faithful Lawrence um, Shankland will be yeah, Codlin, yeah he will yeah. be I, I think it'll be a close game but I think Hearts will just nip it 2-1 2-1 Hearts what do you think Stephen? Yeah, I think with Craig Levine part of St Johnson, I think everyone in the league will know it's a bit they're going to be harder to score against than they were. Um, I think they'll go, he'll shut up shop, he'll, he'll make it very difficult for Hearts. And I think like the last home game will take them a while to break them down, but similar result, I've gone for 1-0 Hearts. And stay with you first. What about Celtic against Motherwell? I see that Lazio have been giving some of the tickets at cut price so they get a huge crowd in the Stadio Olimpico. So I think there's going to be, what, 3,000 Celtic fans there next yeah, Tuesday yeah, night be a, a big yeah. travelling support but Europe's gone for Celtic this yeah. season in my opinion and, a, and it's a massive game for Lazio mm-hmm. you think but it's head to head between them and Feyenoord mm-hmm. to qualify and they'll both be looking at um, the Celtic game as a must win so a huge game for, for Lazio especially on sure. Tuesday but tomorrow I think Celtic the bit of statement win I think off the back of the St Johnson um, goalless draw the Hibs goalless draw mm-hmm. teams may be thinking well we just keep them shuffling side to side yeah. they'll not break us down I think the 6-0 was a statement win and uh, the way Motherwell play, playing it's a bit of a concern so I think they'll, I think they'll lose by 3-0 three, three Barry what do you reckon? Yeah that's what I've written down yeah. I, mm. I think um, Motherwell will come with a game plan to try and 
frustrate Celtic, but I think their quality will shine through in the end, and I'm going to go Celtic three Mother now. But the message from both of you listening is uh, for Mother fans not to don't hit the panic button. The, the board shouldn't. No, either. I think Mother yeah. will be fine this season. Yeah. Honestly, I, I I look at if they keep everybody fit. Obviously, Stephen's mentioned his brothers out. He's experienced campaigner, young. Um, Lennon Miller's been a sensation in the middle of the pitch. Once they get everybody fit, I don't think Mother will have any problems this season. Yeah, with well, if yeah, I mean a huge game next week at home to Dundee. I think I think if they were to lose that and you, you start to worry, not not for his job, I just mean you start to worry. Well, is is this more current form than um, the start of the season? But the the two injuries, Beareth and Wilkinson, were out for for a while. They've got John Obika back now fit, so I think I think they're going to be in a better place in the next few weeks. But um, ho- hopefully, um, hopefully sooner rather than later. Celtic could go. 11 points clear for at least uh, 21 hours or so. Brendan Rodgers was talking this week about the daily improvements he's been seeing. Yeah, yeah. I think if you look at virtually what a third of the season gone so far, I've been really pleased. There's always elements where we can be better and improve and that's something that we uh, we focus on, that daily improvement. But um, but but over the piece, I've you know, been delighted with the attitude of the players, the mentality, some of the football that we've played. And, um, and like I said, we've obviously suffered with... Injuries to really important players, um, but the, the, the team is, and the squad has coped really well and, and produced some fantastic football. So, Barry, your old team Rangers will travel up tomorrow, what, lunchtime or whatever. Do they train, first of all, at Murray Park? Yeah, they, yeah. they'll train at the training ground yeah. and then back to lunch and on, the, yeah. on the bus and up to um, Aberdeen. How and much are you looking forward to this game? Yeah, I'm looking forward to yeah. it. I'm, I'm pretty confident. I'm never overconfident, no. but just um, just with the simple fact is that the manager's made a difference a big difference in the short period of time he's been there Paul and as I said four or five weeks ago if this was um, the old regime in charge I'd be worried about it but I see a different mindset in this group of players and I think Rangers will go up there and they'll win the game by three goals to one and what would you say to young Ross McCausland then and do you think he'll start don't be surprised start? if he starts yeah listen he showed no fear Putting him in last, uh, sorry, two weeks ago against Livingston, which is predominantly a difficult place to go, and I thought he'd done excellent the time he was on. Um, my only concern is Ryan Jack, if he's going to be fit or not. Who's going to replace him? Because I said I'm in John Lundstrom. I've built up a brilliant relationship in the middle of the part over the last two or three weeks. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident Rangers can go up there and, and do the business and come back down the road with three points in the bag. This was the squad update today from Philippe Clement. I'm going to touch wood, but um, I will talk now about who's out. It's a shorter list than who's back, so I hope to keep it that way. Nico Raskin is still out. Ryan Jack is doubtful. He's not out yet, but he's doubtful. Kemar Roof is starting to train parts of the week with the, with the team. He did some uh, full sessions. He had other days that he, he worked uh, separately with the group. And all the rest uh, turned normal. Stephen, and with that news, Raskan out. Very possibly Ryan Jack. What do you feel tomorrow? Sunday? I think, I mean, I expect Ryan Jack to be fat. I think it's yeah. really important. I, I don't think they've got a like-for-like like replacement available at the minute, so I would expect him to play. I think the game's going to be a cracker. Goals, cards, penalties, a lot. Um, Looking forward to it. I think Rangers will win 2-1.
looking forward to the weekend it's going to be some weekend of football starting tonight in the rugby as well Glasgow Warriors up against Ulster I'm hoping my nephew John will be playing for Ulster looking forward to that after the football tomorrow Barry football heaven non-stop this yeah, weekend looking forward yeah. to it starting tonight Oh, five derby yeah. two doors down and then a good weekend of football thanks everyone there's nothing else we can say we're back on Monday at uh, five o'clock see you then the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Reduce your energy bills with the latest renewable energy products. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk.